Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing forgiveness in limbo, AARP for babies, and day trading dropouts. That's right, Joel. This is our Friday Flight episode where we are going to cover our favorite headlines that we came across this week. We're going to talk about how it's going to impact your money. You got anything, any banter for us uh, here before we kick things off? Okay, well, one, I did see that the UK has a new prime minister. Of course. Uh, yeah. But the, in the last one... Which gave his first address a couple days ago. Short-lived, didn't uh, last as long as a head of lettuce, apparently. Uh, uh, 44 days yeah. is uh, how long she lasted. But the cool thing about... Uh, what happened to Liz Trust there? And if if I was her, like, granted, there's a lot of probably humiliation that comes alongside being the shortest term prime minister in <laughs> in UK <laughs> history. Well, but the bright, the silver lining, the bright side for her is the I'm, pension. Yeah, <laughs> I know the silver lining. So That's I'm right. going to throw my hat what in is? next time, uh, next go round for prime minister. I'm you, hoping that I get it. You, granted, you think she I only did it for the passive income. Maybe what a hack. Maybe right. <laughs> yeah, something like a hundred hack ever. One hundred ten thousand pounds a year in perpetuity for the rest of her life. That's so it's pretty, pretty nice. I'm hoping that I get it. I will. I'm, I'm even willing to last shorter than she is. I'll, I'll take that mantle from her, <laughs> and then hopefully get uh, they, a sweet pension for the rest of my life. Differently over there. Yeah. I will say one thing that I appreciate that they do over in the UK. Uh, 
parliament, the way that they <laughs> that they run their government. I love how there'll be somebody there. They've got the floor. Uh, they're giving a speech or making a statement or something like that. And like everybody around them will just they'll start booing, they'll start like heckling them. There's like this uh, slapping the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's uh, it feels like in this one way that our government's it's way more formal and polite. Whereas oftentimes you think of the UK being very buttoned up and professional, but uh, I I don't know. I just appreciate how uh, there's just a, a way to voice your opinion in alternative ways over in uh, in the UK. That's right. I feel like we could use some of that. I agreed. Don't know. Agreed. Yeah. By the way, if you want to voice your opinion about our podcast, you can leave a review. We'd appreciate that. We haven't asked for reviews in a long we time. We haven't. So if you just go into your podcatcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are, or oh, Apple Podcasts, I guess, not iTunes anymore. Yeah. Just right. leave a note for your fellow listener so they can know what you think of the show. We'd that's appreciate right. it. And, and one one last thing, by the way, Matt, before we get into all the stories we found interesting this week, I saw some chatter in our Facebook group about I-bonds. People are trying to get in under the window. We talked about that last week. But of course... Yeah. Well, this can be our first story because today yeah. is basically the last day that you have That's right. to place an order and get in uh, under the wire before the, uh, the the rate resets. But apparently, treasurydirect.gov is doing a little bit of site maintenance and it's making it more difficult for people to actually get in under the Literally wire. Literally site maintenance? Or is the site just well, experiencing... I think, this, I think it's both. ...high call volume? I, I think it was both. I think it was two <laughs> okay. things. I think there was a lot of people trying to get under the wire, trying to nab this 9.62 rate before it expires. That makes sense. Today's the last day. Mm-hmm. But apparently someone on our Facebook group said, and I, I don't know, I haven't seen this confirmed anywhere else, that there were there, there was some site maintenance going that on as well during at least one day this past incredibly week. Incredibly stupid. Yeah. If that, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you Poor thinking? Time. Poor time. Well, this so can... Best of luck, by the way, to yeah. people. Go over to treasurydirect.gov. Yep. We'll put the link in the show notes. And if you still want to get in on that fortuitous I-bond rate, today's the last day. And good luck to you if you're trying to make it happen. There's a lot of other people trying to do it, too. That's right. Yeah. So that'll actually be the first of our Friday flight, the stories that we've come across this week. And we call it the Friday flight because it's a sampling, not unlike were you to go to a brewery and, and have a flight of beers. It's a little sampling of all the different stories. Uh, so don't forget about the I-bonds. Uh, the next story worth mentioning, man, student loan forgiveness, because I think a lot of folks might be wondering if it's still happening. They may have seen some headlines about uh, several states appealing some of that student loan forgiveness. Uh, and so whether or not this is happening, it's a it's a big fat maybe. You know, we mentioned the questionable legality of the president's forgiveness plan when it was announced. It was uh, the way he did it. It was, you know, it's a bit tenuous. Uh, it was a tenuous way of going about forgiving some student loan debt. Well, a flurry of lawsuits have been filed and uh, a federal appeals court has temporarily stopped the administration from proceeding with its forgiveness plans. Uh, And so we're not totally sure what's going to happen. But, you know, while things are in limbo, if you haven't yet, we would still encourage you to fill out the forgiveness application. Uh, it's available on the studentaid.gov's website. They're still taking those applications, even while things are up in the air. Uh, we'll make sure to link to that again. It's only going to take something like 30 seconds of your time. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you are one of the folks whose entire balance is going to be wiped out, it sucks to say this, but be prepared to start paying on that loan again when the new year begins, just in case. You know, Hopefully, we'll have more information soon. And when we do, we'll be sure to, to discuss when we do. But we're sorry that a lot of y'all are experiencing some some student loan whiplash. But I think maybe that's what you can expect from the government as they're trying to execute something like this quickly. 
yeah, I kind of hate to see tears of joy turn into tears of sorrow. But again, like we said, like this is the way this was done is not the norm, not the normal route that you would approach something like this. Typically, uh, some some sort of we would pass some sort of bill through Congress. Yeah, but Congress actual legislation. But prefers, that, is, that is not what happened. No, they prefer not to legislate most of the time. But let's move on, Matt. We talked about the rising cost of Halloween last week. Well, it's not the only holiday that's going to cost you more. Thanksgiving is going to cost us all more money, too. I'm guessing we'll probably say the same. Actually, we probably won't say the same thing about Christmas because of all the uh, the inventory glut that we're evidently experiencing. Maybe well, there, there's like a, a silver lining up yeah. ahead that Christmas, Christmas will cost less. <laughs> Christmas presents might cost a little bit less, but, but not Thanksgiving. The turkey is going to cost you more. And it's, it's not just inflation to blame on this one. It's also the avian flu that's leading to the price yeah. increase on turkeys these days. At the grocery store, and somewhere close to 6 million turkeys died during this most recent avian flu outbreak. Uh, the Washington Post even like interviewed some turkey farmers out in California to talk about how uh, negatively it impacted their flock. And first off, it's sad because turkeys are cute, right? And <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants turkeys to die. No. But it's, it's also sad because it's going to cost us all. Anybody who likes to eat turkey at least a little bit more this year, prices are up something like 20% compared to last year. So we'd say, yeah, get ready for some sticker shock when When you're at the grocery store trying to buy that bird, the best tip I've got, Matt, is to tell people to use sales flyers to their advantage. You might be able to snag a frozen turkey still in the dollar a pound range if you're you're timing it right. And one of the best spots, we would say, to stay up to speed on what those sales flyers are looking like all in one place is a website called flip.com with two Ps. We'll link to it in the show notes, but it's one of those places where, yeah, you can see all the grocery providers, all of their uh, discount flyers their, their weekly circulars yeah uh, <laughs> all in one spot so you can be like oh they're charging a dollar 50 a pound for turkeys but this place is charging charging a dollar 10 and that way yeah you can run to the right place to get the best deal yeah yeah mygrocerydeals.com that's another site where you can uh it's, it's sort of like a search engine you can search for specific groceries and you like punch in your area code and it'll pull up the best deals in your area for a particular item so it's not just the uh looking at like the pdf <laughs> digitized pdf form of of the circular but you can actually search seek out specific things as well. Uh, and so, yeah, some you know savvy shopping. Like this is one way to combat at, at least some of the harmful effects of this persistent inflation that we've experienced. Uh, another one might be to, to get an AARP card, oh. even if you're a youngster like <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're totally not joking. Uh, this trend, not surprisingly, it started on TikTok. But apparently folks in their 30s and their 40s, they are finding no shame in the AARP membership game. Does anyone ever say nope. AARP? You're the only one. <laughs> uh, Maybe think of like the NCAA. Uh, but the, the five-year $63 membership is available to people of all ages, and that'll give you access to discounts on a, a ton of different services out there, uh, including meal delivery, prescription glasses, rental cars, cell phone service, tons more. Uh, I saw that like there's something like over 100 different hotels that you can get a discount for, which kind of surprised me. So if you're someone who stays in hotels often, it would totally be worth it, I think, for you. But we'll link to the full list in the show notes. And so, yeah, it's, you know, instead of just like stressing out, fretting about getting old, maybe uh, it might be wise to lean into it uh, <laughs> as opposed to like running from it, like embrace those gray hairs yeah. as you enter middle age. And you can embrace them even if you're not getting old, which is, which is cool. <laughs> like there's no, there's no floor for the age you need to be to become an ARP That's member. exactly you right. You 20 something, sign up for this junk. Yeah, why and, not? Get and, it for the discounts, man. Yeah, there's I, a lot, lots of folks are doing I've it, I've got zero, yeah, there's zero part of me that feels like, 
oh, it's admitting something by like signing up and getting that AARP membership. I'm totally comfortable with that. And yeah, take a look at those discounts before you spend the 63 bucks. But if you're like, man, oh, I'm going to use a handful of these. I'm going to get my money's worth. Ticketmaster. Yeah, I saw Ticketmaster was on there as well. Oh, wow. Think about all the different surcharges and fees that they're tacking on. Yeah. The ability to kind of like claw some of those fees back. I love it. Yeah. Anything you, to stick it to Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> even if you go see, I don't know, one show a year and you're buying it on Ticketmaster site, you might save enough money. That's to, $20 a ticket. Yeah. To pay for that ARP <laughs> membership. Let's talk about travel for a second though, because yeah, hopefully uh, all of our listeners who are traveling for Thanksgiving, hopefully they already bought their tickets when we talked about it a couple of months ago, because the window has closed really on deals for November travel. If you're going to try to buy a flight home now, you're going to be paying more than you should. You might be better off hitchhiking. I don't know, doing some <laughs> outside of the box travel suggestion. But yeah, p- prices for basically everything travel related have been skyrocketing. They've been soaring. And the, the Wall Street Journal had an article this week about how, how even the, the cheap airline tickets are getting more expensive. Oh, no. I know. Say it ain't so, Joel. Your favorite, Spirit <laughs> and Frontier. I, I do love those guys. I know. I've never actually flown on a Spirit flight. Oh, really? It, it is my goal to do it at some point. But the, I mean, folks knock it, but the ability, like the options that it gives folks to be able to travel on the cheap, even though it's it's, it's less cheap these days because yeah. demand is so high. But even still, I love that it exists. And so if they're raising prices, can you imagine what you know, like Delta, British oh. Airways, like some of these nicer airlines, what they're charging. Yeah, prices are going up across the board. And I remember too, one other reason to celebrate Spirit, even if you don't fly on it, when we talked with Scott Kais, he talked about how just these discounters existing, their yep. mere existence is yep. lowering the prices on these other airlines for, for everyone. But Spirit and Frontier are raising prices because demand is back in a big way. And so you've got to pay even more attention and be a savvy shopper using sites like Google Flights to help you determine when it's the right time to buy, where prices are heading, uh, and so you can know when to pounce. But yes, it is true. Even those those super discounters, Matt, they're raising their prices in a big way alongside the rest of the airlines. That's right. Yeah. So on that note, we've, you know, we've talked about how discount bus travel how that can be an excellent way to get where you're going for less. Megabus, they uh, transport folks to and from over 100 different cities across the country. Uh, they're the ones that have the, the tickets starting as low as $1. You mm-hmm. see it like plastered on the on the side of the bus well, I've there. I've ridden on a few did of those buses in you, my day. Uh, did you get yours when you did it? Did you did you score the $1 tickets? I never was, scored the $1 tickets. It's like a $3 ticket or but something? But I, I, I scored really cheap tickets. I think we got, Emily and I got round trip to New Orleans for something like $18. Mm-hmm. Like really great. cheap <laughs> tickets. Yeah. And we went with some friends and it was it was glorious. Yeah. But would you do it again now, though? That's the thing. That's the. <sighs> that's a tough call. I'm afraid that. Not with my kids, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But if it's was, just that me. Was, that was pre-kids. If it's just me, I totally would. You would do it? Yeah. See, I've, I just like driving too much. I feel like I've missed the window. For, there's certain things now that I'm just not willing to do. Yeah. And I think taking a bus that would take forever to, to get somewhere is, is something that I'm very willing to pick up something on the side of the road any day of the week. But traveling by bus, maybe not. Well, the nice thing about the mega bus buses is that they have Wi-Fi. And so that's like true. you that could. Nice. You can just like get some work done, plug away, and then finally end up at your destination. All of a sudden, your all your financial information gets stolen off your life. <laughs> this is a, is this a legit wife? I don't know. I'm just gonna <laughs> sign me up, log me on. I, we mentioned this because the New York Times they had an article this week about the uptick in luxury bus travel. So like the opposite of mega bus, <laughs> uh, Nap Away. It's a new startup in the space of fancy bus travel. They're offering and like sort of an in between option that's going to certainly cost more than Megabus, uh, but it will often cost less than a flight. Sadly, their route offerings are, are fairly minimal and limited at this point. But again, just like we're talking about with Spirit, with more options and competition in this 
space, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. So it's, it's worth considering at least, right? I think bus travel, it's, it's highly underrated and uh, should be a way for you to at least consider if you're looking to save a lot. Yeah. And Napaway, I think they only go to and from what, like Knoxville, Nashville and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. But eventually if they expand service, it's a cool it's a cool idea because they have life flat beds like this is a fancy version of basically bus it looks like business class or first class on a flight exactly um and i mean that's the thing i'm not i'm not all about that that luxury travel right like literally i think i've only flown business class once ever in my entire life and i'm pretty sure it was a mistake i think the airline made a mistake <laughs> and kate and i we both ended up being in first class and our business class and got the drinks and everything like that. But when it comes to travel by bus, it does take a lot longer. So I'm willing to be shoved in the very back of the airplane, you know, on a frontier or a spirit flight if I'm only going to be sitting there for two or three hours. Yeah. But on a bus, man, you're there, you know, you're sitting on that thing for like 10, 11 hours if you're going from Nashville to DC. Yeah, sure. And in that case, being able to lie flat and take a nap, uh, that would be uh, a massive plus yeah well I, I get i get the value of bus travel and i think if it's going to either make it more comfortable for you to travel or if it's going to be able to save you money it's worth looking into mm-hmm. and i think especially for super frugal how to money listeners mega bus can be a, a great option it's worth considering yeah. especially if you can score those cheapest seats the closer you book to your day the less likely you're going to get a deal yeah, <laughs> just like just the same thing with the yeah. airlines but so yeah if you wait too long you're going to pay too much. But if you're looking way out ahead, you might be able to score a, a cheap enough seat that makes it just a slam dunk no-brainer for you to take the bus instead of any other form of travel. Yep. Uh, but uh, spe- Love that it's an option for folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of travel, Matt, let's talk about permanent travel for a second. And, <laughs> and yes, that means moving. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, research from the, the Tax Foundation finds that more folks are opting to move in order to save money. And specifically, of course, from the Tax Foundation, these people are moving in order to avoid taxes. New York and California have seen record outflows of citizens while low tax states like Florida, Texas, and Arizona are seeing an influx of newcomers largely from those states. And it's it's not just tax policy, though, that's leading to this. Like I think pandemic policies are likely another reason for some of this migration that's happening. But then the question comes up, like, Matt, is it is it frugal or cheap to move across the country in order to lower your tax bill? Do you think that's that's smart? Is that something a how to money listener should be considering? If you're moving from California, then yes. <laughs> it's totally frugal. I mean, if you're in the upper echelon tax, bra- tax brackets in California, you're getting hit. You're paying a lot. Big time. And that's why, I mean, unfortunately, I think that's one of the reasons that you are seeing so many folks leave that state. Like, again, both California and New York, I think, I know, I know California is the top tax state. And I think New York is still in like the top five. Top, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think the the thing, what we would say too is, yeah, if if you're being taxed a whole lot and moving elsewhere makes sense for you and your family, like I think taxes should factor in at least to your desire and ability to move. But if you're basing it just on taxes, that's probably short-sighted, right? Because sure. it, you should probably be moving for more reasons than just that. Maybe to be closer to family, yeah. for more career opportunities. And if that just so happens to coincide with a lower tax rate, then that's great too. That's like the cherry on top. But I think moving just for tax rates, and again, I don't know that this is why people are moving. The tax foundation is saying that this is the case. I think there are a whole host of reasons people are leaving some of these states and moving to some of the, even the warmer climates of places like Texas and Florida. The Sunbelt, uh, baby. The Sunbelt. It's yeah. a lovely place to be. But yeah, moving just to save money on taxes seems a little myopic. Sure. Uh, from where yeah. I'm but I think one of the reasons too that folks might be moving is because of the ability to work from home. And we've got a couple of stories about that. Plus, we're also, of course, going to talk about investing and we'll get to all of those stories right after this. (music) 
You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at AARP.org slash wise friend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial.
All right, we are back from the break, and we are going to talk about working from home here in a second. There's some new data out about how people are using their time now that they have more of it back in their lives because they're commuting less. We'll get to that in a second. But first, let's get to our ludicrous headline of the week. Give it to us, Joel. This one comes from CNBC, and it reads, Young, wealthy investors are turning to alternative investments study shows. First of all, who are all these young wealthies? I don't know. Do they actually exist? (laughs) I think, well, apparently they do. Yeah, I guess so. A new study from Bank of America shows that 80% of young investors with cash to throw around, they're worried that stocks aren't going to provide enough of a return for them in the future. Mm -hmm. And so what they're doing, they're turning elsewhere with the hopes of being able to make their money grow more quickly. Well, is this a good idea? Well, whether or not it is, depends largely on which investments they're choosing. There aren't many great options, though, when you're talking about the alternative investment space. For for instance, Matt, the most popular alternative investments are investing in shares of stuff like wine, whiskey, and artwork. But when you opt to invest in those, the fees are sky high. For example, mm-hmm. Masterworks, which is the website that allows you to invest in anything from a Keith Haring to a Picasso. I'm, I'm partial to Keith Haring myself. I love his stuff. But I'm not going to invest in his artwork via the Masterworks site because it charges people massive fees in the process, something like 1.5% annually and then 20% of the profit when that piece sells. So the fees- That is n- so much money. Right. Not to mention the speculation <laughs> of investing in just a particular piece of oh, art yeah. or two, you're, you, when you tack the fees on top, these alternative investments don't make nearly as much sense. They, they sound good. They look good on the front page of the uh, the landing page of these websites. But when you look underneath at performance and fees, there's kind of another darker underbelly to alternative investing. That's right. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, there's just less diversification when you're looking at some of these investments too. You know, I mean, by the way, we don't put owning physical real estate in this category because you've, you've got a lot more control over the, the outcome of that investment. Um, but from a diversification st- standpoint, one fancy painting you know that you own a, a small piece of could see an astronomical rise in price. Yeah, allowing you to maybe reap some outsized returns, but many of the others that you could invest in might easily see smaller gains than what you would see in the overall stock market. Uh, we talked about this topic back in depth uh, in episode 446, but alternative investments, they are not a great place for most folks to be, to be investing. And the reality is that investing while the stock market is down, like it kind of has been <laughs> for the past few months, it's great for your financial future. Hopefully you listened to our advice back in the spring when we told you to just keep buying. Mm-hmm. You want to keep investing uh, within the stock market. You want to buy those widely diversified index funds, especially as the market is on a downturn. That gives you the ability to buy at a discount. Yeah. So whoever these young, wealthy, elite investors are that Bank of America is talking to in the survey, we would say y- it's okay to use a little bit of play money in some of these alternative investment spaces, like something like 5%. But most of your money that you're investing for your future, you want to go to tried and true places. Mm. And that means owning slices of the American economy as a whole. But yeah, the reality is trying to find returns in these other random places, Matt, it, it often is going to end up to their detriment, right? Sure. And, and on that note, not everyone right sees this down market as a great time to invest. Uh, <laughs> I saw this note, Matt, this week. All of the major investment companies from Charles Schwab to Robinhood, they're reporting steep drops in trading activity on their platforms. Mm-hmm. Folks are just less interested in buying and trading stocks than they were in 20, late 2020, early 2021. And this, of course, is a good thing, right? That people aren't in front of their computers to the same degree 
buying and selling stocks. And this is happening for a couple of reasons. One, the market's down significantly, and it's just less fun for the investing novice who was pumped as stocks were soaring, yeah. but who has, has likely seen their account balances dwindle a good bit at this point, and they're just a little trigger shy, I'd say, uh, at this point. And also, stimulus money is running out. When you aren't getting fresh money deposited in your bank account, you're less likely to have the ability to make some of these speculative moves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the fact, too, the reason that we're everyone's running out of money is just the ability to do things like spend that money on a plane ticket and, right. and travel, right? The ability for us to, like, not only were we getting influxes of cash going into our accounts, we were limited in how we could spend it back during the pandemic, and that has completely reversed course. That's right. It, we couldn't use it on travel then, yeah. and so we did use it on speculation, or not not you and I, but like, yeah. the, we, the public, as a whole, a lot of people are doing this. And but, but you and I, we're glad to see the decline in trading activity, because the reality is the more you trade, the more likely you are to underperform. We do want you to, like Matt just said, just keep buying, but not buying and selling, buying and selling. <laughs> we want you just to continue to sock money away in those tried and true index funds uh, week after week. That's right. Yeah, it seems like we're resuming some sort of normalcy within uh, the investing markets. Yeah, uh, Working from home, man, that's, it's obviously here to stay. Even the, like there are some companies who are, are calling folks back into the office, uh, at least, you know, for a day or two a week. Uh, but far more folks are working from home than were doing so pre-pandemic. This means less time is spent commuting and more time is back in the lives of workers. At least theoretically, uh, some folks have opted to use that additional time to work more. <laughs> but a new American time use study from the BLS, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they found that the biggest uptick that we're seeing uh, is time spent doing, uh, participating in leisure activities, things like working out, hanging out with friends, socializing, which is Awesome. <laughs> we, we love seeing this. Uh, it's a great use of that additional time that folks are able to scrape back into their lives, basically. And the study found uh, also that older Americans are actually using some of that time to, to cook uh, or actually spend it with their kids, which are some other great uses as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we wanted to touch on the story because how it is that we spend these additional pockets of time, it really matters, right? Like we want folks to prioritize doing things that is basically that's going to move the needle on your happiness meter and to spend time you know doing the things that are, that are going to make you feel better over the long term uh this is in my mind this is good news yeah and i like you, you said how you said those little pockets of time i feel like that's something that i'm learning how to prioritize more because i i find myself with three minutes here five minutes there and i want to use those minutes effectively and whether now i'm trying to use those to listen to a podcast or to actually even break out a book to read i meant pockets days. of time as in like a 30 minute commute but yeah. hey you do 3 minutes no but i think there i think there is a lot to be said for those for those small periods of time where we typically break out our phones to scroll through social media and we usually feel crappier at the end of that that time as well and mm -hmm. so you're right we have a lot more time people who are working from home have a lot more time that they can use more effectively now and the reality is we're seeing just a lot more hybrid work right these days and so yeah. in a lot of ways that's great for for workers they are able to claw back more of their time to spend it the way they want to but it's important to be thoughtful about how we're spending that time Totally. And not just yep. let work take over and not just let ourselves fall into other less productive means of spending our time yeah. as well. And another benefit of remote work, Matt, uh, the people who aren't commuting apparently are going to end up living longer. This was a, a new study from Vox over in Europe, and it found that not only are folks who work from home collectively saving themselves millions of hours commuting each and every day, but they're also, uh, th this study found, going to have a longer lifespan than their peers who are driving to the office every day. We've talked about, early on in, in the podcast, we talked about commuting and how people's commutes are killing them. Like It's just unhealthy to be behind the wheel 
for multiple hours each and each and every day stuck in traffic. And this additional leisure time that people are bringing back into their lives is apparently leading to lower overall stress levels, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, and people who are working from home more frequently, they're apparently able to get more sleep, which mm-hmm. is a crucial factor in reducing things like uh, chronic illness in your life. And makes sense. Yeah, this, this <laughs> feels like a bit of a stretch to say the people who work from home are going to be living longer. But but when you look at that kind of the data that's backing it up, it, it makes sense. And, oh, yeah, it and does. sleep is a really important part of a healthy, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Or I mean, at least in the short term, right? Because I feel that like we're still at the stage at the point in time where when, when, when having some of this additional time where it feels like it's additional time, yeah. right? Like it still feels novel. And because of that, I think folks might be using that time more effectively. But just like we see when it comes to like lifestyle inflation, we move the goalposts uh, like we're constantly on the hedonic treadmill. And before long, this is just going to seem like normal, I think, for most folks. And they might fall into that trap of not using that additional time in ways that that is going to move the needle for them. And I think the solution there is just being more. Yeah, again, it's about being more intentional. And actually a little maybe a little shout out to our friend Laura Vanderkam. She recently published uh, her book Tranquility by Tuesday. But if this interests you, we would recommend you check out that book because it is all about basically finding time, making time for the things that matter. Mm. Um, and she's like one of the best thinkers on that subject. Absolutely. Out yeah. there. And sure. by the way, you might see yours truly in that book. Like if, if you uh, happen to pick, pick that up, you might even see Matt's perfect week listed out there. We've talked about that before uh, in the past. And how often does that perfect week get accomplished, Matthew? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But the ability to essentially see that this space and this time exists and that you could potentially use, oh, wow, I've got a two, I've got two hours before I need to go to bed after I put the kids down and to think, oh, I could literally watch a movie every night of the week if I wanted to. That was the, the idea behind Matt's Perfect Week to, to basically prove to myself that I did have the time to do certain things. Yeah, we often like discount some of these time pockets and some of these hours that we have. And yeah. we're just like, well, yeah, we, they're throw, it's a throwaway chunk of time. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get to one last story. Matt, this one is about buy now, pay later. We have had kind of a, a fraught relationship with this new method of buying stuff online. And it's, it's although it's mostly been negative. <laughs> and, well, and we've advised against people using buy now pay later at checkout it's really since its inception largely because of the behavioral finance nightmare that buying stuff via this method poses people tend to spend more money than they otherwise would because uh, those smaller installment payments allow you to then lessen the pain and the truth is american consumers they don't love pain and so they're like yeah cool give it to me give me this bnpl and so uh they, they've used them to the tune of billions and billions of dollars and many are harming their finances in the process the lone bright spot from our vantage point that we've talked about on the show was the fact that buy now, pay later companies were supposed to start reporting your activity to the credit bureaus, creating this inexpensive avenue to potentially boost your score. So we talked about how, as this is the case, as more buy now, pay later companies are reporting to credit bureaus, maybe, just maybe, using it sparingly can help boost your credit score over time. But it turns out this isn't actually happening. The Wall Street Journal reported this week that Klarna Afterpay and Affirm, the three biggest, they're still not reporting data to the credit bureaus on transactions that are happening. And this article also talked about the fact that the credit bureaus have some responsibility in this because although they are willing to accept the data, they don't seem to know how to use it effectively. And even people who are using buy now, pay later, uh, well, they're not making any late payments or anything, they would see their scores drop. So I'm not surprised on either account. I'm I'm not surprised that the bureaus don't know how to make use of this data to influence your credit score properly. But the takeaway for How to Money listeners is to continue to avoid buy now, pay later 
altogether, there's zero upside for you, especially at this point. Yeah. And so basically just a crummy way to buy things that could put you uh, in a financial hole. Yeah. It also doesn't surprise me that the different, that the uh, buy now pay later companies aren't reporting the data. Because if you think about it, what would that do? If they actually reported that data to the credit bureaus, what that would show is that, oh, there's actually more risk by lo- lending to these people because it would re- reveal the risk that there is a lot more owed <laughs> by this person than we originally thought. Yeah. And what that means is that then companies, uh, some of the, the retailers or the, that the buy now pay later services are offering their services to, right? Like the different online retailers, it's not as attractive of a sell to them because all of a sudden, all of these consumers are going to be less likely to be approved for additional credit, which would, of course, ultimately come back to bite the buy now, pay later companies in the butt, right? Like right now, they've got these valuations because they're able to say that, oh, no, we're able to offer so much money, like whatever their stats are, the number of... uh, uh, transactions and the number of approvals that they get, but that's yeah, likely the, bigger, the go- bigger shopping carts at checkout. Yeah, yeah, and they can do that when they're not keeping track of how much these consumers owe via Afterpay, right? Like Klarna doesn't care about Afterpay. Afterpay is not looking at what the, the same person owes on Klarna. All of these different companies are siloing their information, and I, th- I mean that is one benefit of the credit bureaus is the ability to see across the board for there to be transparency and in, in how it is that the, the consumers are borrowing. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah, not surprised at all that they aren't reporting this information because is not in their best short-term interest yeah. at the very least. And, and buy now, pay later is not in your be- best short-term or long-term no, interest. No. So especially as the holidays are around the corner, Matt, I think you're going to see more and more opportunity. People are going to be more and more tempted to use buy now, pay later to buy some of the goods they want to buy their loved ones for Christmas or, or whatever. Avoid and, it. And you got to, yeah, it's <laughs> it's worth spending less and not using buy now, pay later because you're going to get yourself in a hole, a hole that's going to be hard to get out of. And, and in January, that always happens to people with credit cards. But I think buy now, pay later is going to create an even more severe and negative situation for a whole lot of folks. And early next year, we're going to have a lot of people who have buy now, pay later loans that they yep. can't afford to pay off because yep. yeah, they, they bought all the stuff that they could and they opted to pay it off over time. But but even in these smaller bite-sized payments, they can't afford them. That's right, man. Yeah, I could not agree more, but that's going to be it for this episode. And like Joel said at the beginning, it has been a minute since we have asked listeners to leave a, a review. We've been preoccupied with a newsletter, with a credit card tool, but uh, ratings and reviews are that like that coupled with folks sharing episodes with their friends who don't listen to the show. Those are the best ways for us to, to grow, for yeah. us to get the word out, for folks to learn how it is that they can handle their money better. And so a big thank you in advance for that. But Joel, that's going to be it, buddy, for this episode. We hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Specifically, we hope you have a, a great Halloween uh, on Monday. Hopefully, you're not trick-or-treating on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Halloween, it's on Monday. That's right. You always trick-or-treat on the day of Halloween. Yeah, you're a stickler about that. And, <laughs> and I'm with you, though. I'm I am, you. I am. Uh, so, that's going to be it, buddy. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.